Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, top issues for the National Farmers Union focus on fairness for farmers. NFU President Rob LaRue, during the organization's annual convention this week in San Francisco, California, explains more. It's hard to talk about any of the issues confronting agriculture. Now, talking about the Farmers Union's Fairness for Farmers campaign, a campaign that is really trying to lift up and show folks exactly what the kind of the monopolization of agriculture is facing. This is everything from right to repair to making sure that we have better cattle markets to make sure that farmers are getting fair prices, that there's truth in labeling. Part of this, of course, is also with an eye toward the next farm bill. The good news is, LaRue says, many in Washington, D.C. are listening. The nice thing about these issues is that when you explain them, they're easily understood. And everything from consumers to Republicans and Democrats understand the the challenges here. And so we do think that there are real opportunities to make some progress. That all comes as LaRue says NFU membership is increasing. I think our message is getting out there, right? When you speak truth to a lot of these challenges that family farmers and ranchers are facing these days and just all of the pressure against them, trying to do the right thing, trying to make agriculture much more fair for everyone. No guarantees, of course, for anybody, but at least a fair shake. That's what everybody wants. And so I think that message that Farmers Union delivers out there consistently and the progress that we're making is getting some attraction. Once again, that's National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue. Well, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is pleased with USTR's request for technical consultations with Mexico. Speaking at the National Farmers Union annual convention in San Francisco this week, Vilsack says the dispute over GMO corn imports is just one of the topics the trading partners need to work out. There have been a variety of decrees that have come from Mexico. I think the underlying issue here is the need for our relationship with Mexico to be and a trade relationship to be science-based, whether it's corn or whether it's soybeans or whether it's cotton or whatever it is. If you are creating Creating a concern about the safety or the effectiveness of a particular technology based on culture, that's an issue that undermines the whole trading process. Vilsack says the process is all about working out the differences between the two sides. I think the point of this is that we've started a consultation. The point of it is that we want to make sure that there is an exchange of information in the hopes that we ultimately get to a better place than we are today. And if not, we'll just continue the process, which is why the USMCA was an improvement over NAFTA, because it creates this process. While Mexico has changed its governmental decrees on GMO imports in recent months, Vilsack says an earlier decree even included GMO soybeans and cotton. They changed the decree a bit, and I know that at one point in time it involved soybeans and cotton, and I don't think that the revised decree speaks to cotton and soybeans, but in the interest of caution, I suppose, we want to make sure that there's a clear understanding of what their position is. That's why you have the consultation. Now, he also says the U.S. remains hopeful that America's concerns can be fully addressed. If not, the U.S. will continue to pursue all necessary steps to enforce our rights under the USMCA to make sure America's producers and exporters have full and fair access to the Mexican market. Well, the Pork Industry Forum is March 8th through the 10th. It's an opportunity for producers alongside National Pork Board and the National Pork Producers Council to come together to address obstacles and present opportunities for the coming year. NPB President Heather Hill is encouraging producers to voice their opinions about the industry. If you aren't certain how your checkoff dollars are being spent or what's being done on behalf of you, get involved and, you know, be a delegate and, you know, We have open CD in the back, so even if you're not a delegate and you want to come to forum, that opportunity exists. Hill said last year's Pork Act delegates passed a reduction in the checkoff rate from $0.40 to $0.35 per $100 of value. She shares how the industry has responded. You're never excited for a budget decrease, but I feel like we have worked even harder as a board 
um, along with our amazing staff to be even that much more efficient with the dollars we do have and to make sure that we're still being very judicious with the checkoff dollars we have and working on the priorities that are so important for our industry. With a lot happening on the farm and at the Pork Forum, Hill appreciates all the dedication to the industry. I know firsthand the sacrifice that many and all of our delegates are making to be at Forum and to take that time to be there um, for, you know, it's a couple days they, they need to be there. And so we try to make sure that we have a good mix of education as well as fellowship and entertainment to make sure that it is a truly impactful experience for all that attend. Visit porkindustryforum.com for an overview of the event schedules and details about award winners and candidates. With the 2023 planting season fast approaching, farmers need to remember that training is required annually for everyone planning to apply low-volatility dicamba formulations. Bayer Soy Traits Marketing Manager Brandy Cullen shares Bayer's efforts to get everyone trained for the season. We launched a flexible, easy-to-use online dicamba training platform on roundupreadyextend.com backslash training that offers a simple and efficient way for growers to meet the EPA training requirement needs. No matter how many states you farm in, growers can choose whether they want to go through the course at their own pace or they can do a guided webinar that happens every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Also, there are multiple training options as well to fit a grower or applicator's busy schedule. So the self-guided course typically takes about an hour and growers need only a strong internet connection and an updated browser. We recommend Chrome, Firefox, or Safari. It's available 24 hours, seven days a week. And once you click begin the course, you have 24 hours to complete it. You do not have to complete it all at once. You just simply register for the course and then you can take it within that 24 hours. Another option is Bayer provides guided online webinars every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time. These live webinars are conducted by Bayer subject matter experts and scientists, and they allow a more interactive instruction. Pre-registration is required for these guided online webinars. Cullen says that Bayer has simplified the training for growers that farm in multiple states. The training program is designed so that growers and applicators can complete their required training for more than one state at a time. You select the states for which you are applying the product, and the program will adjust to include requirements specific to those states. Once you have completed the program, you will receive a printable certificate for proof of training, and it will include each state that you selected. And Cullen adds that Bayer is committed to making the 2023 growing season a successful one. Yeah, we are committed to positioning growers and applicators for success in 2023 and beyond. We know that making it easy is best, and we want them to educate themselves and meet the requirements for the certification. That's a critical first step. So you can access Bayer's Dicamba training, whether you do self-guided courses or the guided webinar, by visiting roundupreadyextend.com and clicking on Training and Stewardship. Again, you can learn more online. Visit roundupreadyextend.com to get started. And finally, here on American Ag Today, farm families from across the nation donated 25.3 million pounds of food and raised more than $1 million to help fight hunger in 2022 through Farm Bureau's Harvest for All program. Combined, the monetary and food donations totaled the equivalent of 31.1 million meals. Criteria for tracking Harvest for All donations included dollars and pounds of food donated by state and county farm bureaus as well as volunteer hours. Volunteer hours total up 13,827 hours assisting local hunger groups in 2022. This is American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.